As with last week, today's message is inspired by the book The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by Edwin Gaines. And while it's never easy to find a book on spiritual principles or just principles for that that I believe in that aligns completely with what I believe and how I believe God works, this small little book really comes close. If you're someone who likes to read, I would encourage you to consider getting a copy. The principles found in the book include life and spiritual practices that are intended to help us live more fully into the people that God created us to be. And last week we looked at divine purpose. And today's topic is on giving. Oftentimes, Church people get nervous when they discover the sermon topic is on giving. I've heard people say before, all the church wants is my money. How many of you have ever heard that? Maybe some of you have said that. <laughs> Please don't raise your hand. <laughs> I don't like going to church because all I get tired of hearing the preacher beg for money. I had a really good friend of mine from Lower Alabama uh, that preached a sermon one time on giving, and he said, that, you know, I've heard the statement before about, um, I don't like going to church because I get tired of hearing the preacher beg for money. He said, I have a solution for that. Don't beg the preacher, beg, give. Amen. <laughs> Easy solution. I think most of us would agree that here at MCC of our Redeemer, we don't harp on or beg for money. I have never been one who supports using tactics such as guilt or shame in order to get people to make a decision or to respond to an appeal on any topic, including finances. However, I do believe as a pastor and as a spiritual leader that it is my responsibility to preach and teach on topics that will help us live full and complete lives. And while some may not want to admit it, there is a spiritual principle in regard to finances that we would do well to be reminded of and challenged by so that we can live more fully into the lives that we are created in which to live. So I want everyone to practice a little brief yoga session right here. I want everyone to breathe in and breathe out. Everybody relax. Be open. message that God would reveal to us today. Probably most of us would agree that there is the natural law of sowing and reaping. If I plant a row of corn, what are the chances of green beans growing? Not going to happen, is it? If I plant corn, I expect what to grow? Corn. Thank you. That's just a natural law. That's the way it goes. And there is also a spiritual principle found in Scripture of sowing and reaping. And many of us would probably agree that if we give love, and if we sow love, chances are we are going to reap love. That love will come back to us. If we extend grace, grace will come back to us. If we offer compassion, we will receive compassion. That's just the way it goes. It is a biblical principle. The principle of sowing and reaping simply says that which you put out there 
will most likely come back to you in one fashion or another. This principle works in the realm of darkness as well. If we put negativity out there, chances are negativity will be the predominant thing in our lives. It's simply the way it is. As I've mentioned before, we all know those kind of people, don't we? Those naysayers, those negative Nellies that no one really, really wants to be around, do we? Because there's this darkness about them. The glass is always half empty for them. It's never half full. That which we put out there comes back to us. And while we may be quick to agree on those basic principles of sowing and reaping, when we relate it to the material world, we tend to throw on the brakes and get rigid and try to explain why, well, you know, that's just not the case. That, that's not true. That, that's not the way it works. Yet I'm one who strongly believes that when we give of our finances regularly and consistently, our financial condition is better. Notice, I am not about to stand up here and say, if you give $10, that you're going to become a millionaire. I don't believe that kind of theology. I don't believe that kind of stuff. But I do believe that when people live lives of generosity and they give of their financial means, that there is that biblical principle at work and that we do receive blessing because of that. It may not always be in a monetary way, but I do believe that biblical principle remains true even in the material world. We are created to give. In order to live a more complete life, we must learn and live the principles of giving. This includes giving of our lives, our talents, our abilities, most definitely. But it also includes the giving of our financial resources. Some would say, well, I can barely pay my bills. I can't afford to give anything. And I would say, you can't afford not to give. Everybody can start somewhere. It may be a dollar. It may be five dollars. But everyone can start by giving something. Some would say, if you can't afford to give money, then give them your time or use your gifts and your abilities to the church or some worthy charitable organization. And I would agree with that in part. But I also think there is the principle in trusting God with our finances and putting God first in our finances, which means giving of our finances. This is the only place in scripture that I personally am aware of 
where God gives us the permission to test God. God says, test me in this and see. It's the only place that I'm aware of in Scripture. If you find something else, by all means, please bring it to my attention. But I don't believe there is one. And don't you find it interesting that the only place in Scripture where God says, you can go ahead and put me, God Almighty, to the test is in regard to finances. Now, I think God was on to something there, don't you? Yeah. I think God knew that there was going to be this issue with people when it comes to finances. And so God says, I'm going to free them up a little bit and say, go ahead, test me in this and see if I will not throw open the windows of heaven. Amen. For the sake of principle, a tithe is generally defined as 10%. Although there is a scriptural support that indicates that those who have the means to give more than 10% should give accordingly. There are some people that 10% is not even a drop in the bucket. And there are some people that 5% is really stretching them. I think about the widow's might. It wasn't equal gift, it was equal sacrifice. I have practiced tithing most of my adult life, quite truthfully. And the one time I decided to scale back from God because I didn't think I could afford to tithe was the time I started struggling more and more financially. And finally, I had this divine revelation that you're struggling terribly. What's going on here? What has changed? Oh, yeah, you're cheating God. Let's try tithing again. So I tried tithing again. I didn't get a raise. But I suddenly began to pay more on some bills. I suddenly begin to put some money aside for those rainy days. And it simply began to work. I knew the principle, but I began to live in fear. And the result of that fear resulted in further struggle. Michael and I both have professional paths that are not notoriously known for <coughs> Huge wealth and <laughs> great salaries and all those kinds of things. We believe in giving, however. And because we give, we are blessed. We're not rich. We're really not. We live from hand to mouth like everybody else does, paycheck to paycheck. Some days we're trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to make ends meet. But they always seem to meet. One way or another, the two ends generally seem to always come together. Sometimes at the, at the very last hour they come together, but they come together because we believe in giving. Some would say our motivation for giving should never be because we think we're going to get back. And I would agree with that, but the principle is still there. When we give, we get. A couple of years ago, I opened a fortune cookie and found very interesting words. I saved that little fortune. I still have it today. It says, if you continually give, you, you will continually have. Yep. That's true. We give because God has created us to give. How many of you have ever given something, and then the minute you gave, and you gave it with a pure heart, you gave it because of the love for whatever it is you were giving it toward, and you walked away from that gesture of giving feeling absolutely horrible? Wishing you would have never given, wishing you would have never done it, thinking it was the biggest mistake you've ever made in your life. Why? Because God has created us to give. It was God who gave the most. 
Amen. Amen. God so loved the world that God did not. We give because God has created us to give. And when we give, there is that feeling inside that we have done something for good. And that life is better because we have given, because we have been generous. It is the way that it works. We give because we know that in our giving, others' lives are blessed. Can I tell you that you are sitting in a facility today because some of you and some other people who don't even come to this church anymore gave. Yes. Yes. And can I tell you that in 80 years, when I am dead and gone, that there will be still people affiliated with MCC of our Redeemer, still worshiping with MCC of our Redeemer, because you and I gave. Yes. Amen. That's why we give. We give because we know we're making a difference in the lives of people. That we, we're not giving just simply because we can get, because we know that somebody else gave before us and made a difference in our lives. And by all means, we want to pay it forward. And so we go ahead and we give because we know we're going to reap some blessings right now, most certainly. But it's not always about us. It's about those up and coming, those people that need to come here, those people that need to find the love of God through MCC of our Redeemer, those people that need to know there is therefore no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, no matter who you are. Yes. And we are giving so that we can pave the way for them to find us. So that they can find hope. So that they can find life. So that they can find strength and spiritual sustenance to get them through the next day. The next week. The next year. Amen? Amen. How much do we give? Well, I would say how much do you want to be blessed? That's how much you give. If you got 20 bucks, start with giving two. See what happens. If it's killing you, give one. If you get $100, give 10. That's a great place to start. I think it's good to give to special causes for the church. If you don't hear anything else about giving today, please hear this. There are people who want to give to special causes, to, to churches and things like that. We'll say, well, you know, we would like to purchase this or we would like to do this. And so people say, okay, well, rather than giving my normal giving that I would generally give to the general fund, I want to give it to this special cause. And can I say special causes are wonderful things to have and to do and, and all that kind of stuff. But any amounts given to those special causes should be over and above your regular giving that you normally give to the general fund. Because can I tell you that if there is not a general fund from which to operate from, it doesn't matter how much is in the special funds because the special funds will be in the special funds and they can't be used for the general fund. And so then the general fund is depleted and there's nothing else to happen. So the lights shut off, the doors close, and we're done. Amen. And a 
I got another 51 years in me, I'm still going to believe in giving. Because I have experienced the blessing and the joy that there is in giving. When we can grasp the spiritual principle in giving, when we test God in this, we will see that it's impossible to outgive God, and blessing upon blessing will come to us. I truly, truly believe that. Some of you give and give and give and give, and I'm sure you can attest to the fact that what I am saying is true. Some of you are sitting here thinking, oh, I really want to give. I'm not sure if I can. I don't have. I would just say, step out in that little faith and do something. No matter how small it may be, test God in this and see if God will not throw open the windows of heaven and pour out such blessing that you will not be able to contain. Amen. What are you giving? I believe the amount we give is connected to the amount we receive. Anytime we are closed, fisted, or stingy, that is the energy we are putting out into the universe. I'll never forget, several years ago, I was pastoring, and it was time to do the dreaded plan for the budget. talk about you know, the guys that this was a, a lone tree. Honey did grow on trees and we could just go out there and pull a hundred off here and there. Doesn't work that way, we know that. But it came time to plan for the budget. And sitting around that board table, I had a board member say, why don't we scale back what we give to this nomination? So I said, all right, we're going to pray and we're going to end the meeting. Because I feel a spirit of stinginess in the room. And we can't operate from that type of a place. And I want us to go home. I want us to pray. And I want us to touch God. And find out if God wants us to be stingy or not. And when we come back together, if we all agree that God wants us to be stingy and we're going to stay back what we give to the denomination, and we're all in agreement to that, and we vote, and if that's the way it is, then by all means, we will do it. But 
I guarantee you, if we do come to that decision, we have not heard the voice of God. And that we are cutting ourselves off from any blessing we ever dreamed about having. Amen. We left the board meeting. We came back at the next board meeting. And we continued to give at the level we were given. God continued to supply our need. We continued to be able to do the ministries that we were called to do. We never missed that money because we were living and operating from a place of generosity. It's how it works. It's how it works. I encourage you to think about what it is that you are giving. And I would ask you to ask the question, based on the amount of love I have given this week, how much love should I give back? Based on the amount of compassion I have extended this week, how much should compassion should return to me? Based on the amount of grace, mercy, all of those things that I have given this week, how much of that should I expect to come back to me? Conversely, based on the amount of gossip I've done this week, how many other people are talking about me? Based on the amount of finances I have given, what can I expect to receive in return? In our passage from Luke, we read, we read from a different version. But the final phrase says, generosity begets generosity. I really believe that is true. I understand that any time we talk about finances, it's not necessarily comfortable. I've always been one to believe that if God has your checkbook, God has your heart. And while it is not necessarily easy to talk about finances, I believe that as a pastor, as a spiritual leader, it is part of what I am called to do in leading us all in the ways of being generous. And so I encourage you today to test God in this and see. If you test God and you're absolutely worse off than you ever were, stop giving to God. Stop. Just quit doing it. It's that simple. I can say that with all the confidence in the world because I know that won't be the case. Generosity begets generosity. May we become a generous, giving people by the ways we give love, by the ways we give grace, by the ways we give compassion, by the ways we give understanding, and by the ways we give May God stretch us, may God challenge us, and may God help us in this way. In Jesus' name, amen. It's over. Everybody says, amen. amen. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for the joy it is to give. Teach us, stretch us, 
Help us to test you in this and see. And I know you will remain true to your word. For those, God, who genuinely are struggling with what to do and what to give, may you truly give them the faith that they need to step out and to give. I thank you. In Jesus' name.